ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Good Thursday evening. Spanky Rogers filling in for Paul Swan on The Drive today. Hope you're doing all right after a uh, hot, hot 4th of July yesterday. Uh, I know I was recovering from Dog Dazzle on Tuesday night. It was a great day of country music, some great fireworks here in the Tri-State area on Tuesday. So I used yesterday to uh, sleep up a little bit, especially because tonight we've got Pullman Square Summer Concert Series, the Dutch Miller Heiner's Bakery Summer Concert Series over there at Pullman Square tonight. Short and Company and The Dividends will be playing at Pullman Square. Music starts up at 7 tonight. So uh, hopefully you'll see me down there. I'll be down there after we're done with the show tonight. Uh, it's a little bit warm. Had some thunder and lightning going off behind me uh, before the show started. I know Gabriel, our producer, was looking in the window going, I hope it stays away. I'm thinking the same, t- same thing to Gabriel because... Uh, going to be a great show tonight at uh, Pullman Square for the summer concert series. But uh, with uh, the 4th of July yesterday, had uh, probably one of the uh, biggest events of at least, you know, national holidays people get excited about over the summertime with 4th of July, the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. And uh, Joey Chestnut sets a record, 74 hot dogs down the gullet. That's a lot of hot dogs. I'm a big guy, but I don't think I could eat 74 hot dogs. I know he trains year-round to eat those 74 hot dogs, but I can't do it. I just can't. Uh, and they actually had to go back and check. They got his number wrong originally. They unofficially counted 64 hot dogs, went back, checked the tapes, as it were, because that's something they do now in Major League Eating. They go back and check the tapes. Turns out he ate 10 more hot dogs, so he got a record 74 which is a really big news, too, because uh, maybe not only did he eat 74 hot dogs, which makes some of you might make you sick to your stomach thinking, oh, my God, how he's going to eat 74 hot dogs. I could never do that. Again, I'm one of those people. But apparently offshore sports books had taken more than a million dollars in betting on whether or not Joey Chestnut would be able to get, I think it was over under 71 hot dogs this year. And, uh, I mean... From one instance, if you bet on him to go over, you were sitting there going, oh, man, I was close. I was really close. And then the next instance, after they recounted, you're like, oh, my goodness, I just won a bunch of money. And same for the same people who were like, oh, man, I just won a bunch of money. And then turns out you lost after they went back and reviewed the videotapes. Um, but they're apparently going to look in Major League Eating. Uh, Rick Shea, the president of Major League Eating, uh, which sanctions Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, says that, Uh, They are going to look to bring competitive eating into the digital age. Uh, They're not exactly sure how they're going to do that. I'm not exactly sure how you would do that uh, other than maybe weigh the plates, put X number of hot dogs per plate, and then you should know how many plates were there. I'm not really sure how you would go about doing it because he kind of makes a joke actually saying that he doubts that they could put a microchip uh, on the tongue or in the esophagus. To, uh, to tabulate it, that does sound ridiculous, but who knows, technology's come so far. You might actually get something like that eventually, where you literally just put a microchip in some sort of food, and you got some sort of chip in your throat, and it just counts as you go down. I think that would be a strange world to live in. Not really sure why you'd want to do that, but I mean, hey, again, you know, whatever works for you, 
doesn't work for everybody else, but um, you're seeing uh, technology change a lot of things nowadays. It's changing the way that we watch sports, and apparently it's going to change the way that we competitively eat as well. Gabriel, what do you think about that? You think it's crazy, don't you? I think it's crazy. But, hey, people like watching this stuff. People people watch this stuff all the time. I mean, you've seen, because of technology, more and more food co- competition, food, food eating event competitions are being live streamed nowadays. So, I mean, hey, whatever works for you. If you want to try to get into competitive eating, you could try going for Joey Chestnut's record of 74 hot dogs. Um, and it's not only that they got Joey Chestnut's number wrong too, Gabriel. Do you know that? Didn't wasn't just him. Also got Carmen Sincati wrong as well, and they were way more off on his. He officially came in at unofficially came in at forty five, finished with sixty four. So I'm saying you got a guy with seventy four and a guy with sixty four. I don't understand how you could eat. I mean, maybe ten, maybe ten hot dogs. I did try to competitively eat one time a large pizza from Hudson's Pizza. Came right out of the oven. It was a mistake to eat it right out of the oven because I burnt the top of my mouth. Tried to eat it in the same amount of time that Jacob Bertram, former uh, cross-country runner at Cabell Midland, uh, ran his mile time in. And he runs an absurdly fast mile time. I'm not exactly sure what it is off the top of my head now, but it's, it's ridiculously fast. And I tried to eat a large pizza from Husson's in the same time that he runs a mile. Needless to say, I did not do it, but I tried. That's my only foray into uh, competitive eating, and uh, I think we're going to leave it at that. Unless, you know, we get like a mashed potato competition or or something like that. You know, talk about potatoes or chicken, I'm in. Maybe chicken wings. I'm sure there's a chicken wing competition I could get into, but uh, it's not about me. I don't like to throw myself out there. They just did it because they said free pizza, and I said, all right, I don't have anything better to do until i got to go to class. Not a bad way to live life, Gabriel. I think some people would like to live that life. Just walk into a room, somebody offers you free pizza before you go to class. Although it comes with a caveat caveat that you've got to eat the whole thing in like two and a half minutes, three minutes. Again, I'm not sure you want to do that, but whatever you want to do with your life. Uh, the reason I'm not talking a whole lot about sports right now is because it's uh, post-4th of July... A lot, of te- a lot of things are going off. It's a dead day for the most part in sports. Uh, biggest thing going on today is uh, going on down in the southern part of our state. The military tribute, or a military tribute, I should say, at the Greenbrier Classic. It's the uh, last year that this event will be held the week of 4th of July. Uh, at least for now. It could potentially uh, change later on down the road. But um, I think it's great that they're doing it as a, a military tribute uh, for or at the Greenbrier Classic, especially since yesterday was Fourth of July, it was part of the uh, Pro Am Day. So there were a lot of people down there taking in the Pro Am. A lot of people down there today taking in the first round of the event. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Greenbrier Classic today uh, coming up here later on in the show. So uh, also mention a relatively dead day. Baseball, a lot of teams here in the area off today. The Indians, the Pirates, and the Reds all off today. So uh, we'll get a little more into uh, what's to come for those teams as we're a little more than uh, halfway through the regular season at this point in time. Um, so uh, we'll have uh, more on the Greenbrier Classic and on the first half of Major League Baseball when we come back here on The Drive on ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. No Paul Swan today on your Thursday, July 5th. You're riding with Spiky Rogers here on The Drive. Happy to have you with me today. It's been a hot one here throughout the Tri-State the last couple of days. Uh, it's no, no change today. It's, it's hot. It's uh, 96 right now in Huntington. Uh, thunderstorms are scattered throughout the area, but so far it has not canceled. Those thunderstorms are not canceling as of yet, from what I'm understanding. The Heiner's Bakery Dutch Miller Summer Concert Series at Pullman Square set to go on tonight. Short and Company and the dividends from the stage there at Pullman Square. Again, music starts at 7, so hope you join us down there. Our sister station, 93.7 The Dogs, summer concert series at Pullman Square. I'll be making my way down there after the show today, so hope to see you there. You know, talking uh, earlier about uh, not a whole lot going on in the realm of sports today, unless you're a golf fan and uh, unless you happen to have made the trip down to the southern part of the state to uh, White Sulphur Springs. Check out the Greenbrier Classic this year, a military tribute at the Greenbrier Classic. And if you're a Herd fan, you've got a little bit more added interest in the golf tournament this year. Uh, as the Herd has three former golfers in this year's field. Davey Jude, Logan Lagodich, and Sam O'Dell. All three of them in the field of 139. Jude and Lagodich played here from 2012 to 2016. Odell from 97 to 2000. And uh, Jude and Lagodich are making their PGA Tour debuts at Old White, but not their first trip to the Greenbrier to play at Old White. They were both uh, part of Marshall teams that played at the Greenbrier during the college season. And then Sam Odell, no stranger to the Greenbrier, is... He is a four-time winner of the West Virginia Amateur and last played in 2015, back before the flooding in 2016 from the derecho in southern West Virginia canceled uh, most of the, uh, or canceled actually the entire tournament rather, and then uh, they brought it back last year. So uh, you've got uh, Odell again, a four-time West Virginia Amateur winner, then Lagodich uh, played in 40 tournaments for the Herd. He won two uh, in his time here at Marshall and qualified for the Classic this year after he shot a 66th on uh, June 28th and advanced to the qualifier. Then the uh, Canton, Ohio native got another 66 to get into a playoff hole, and in that playoff hole he shot par to qualify for the tournament. Jude got a sponsor's exemption to play in this year's Greenbrier Classic after he was a runner-up in the West Virginia Open in July of last year. So, uh, again, if you're a Herd fan, you've got uh, some reason to be interested in the military tribute at the Greenbrier, again, or the uh, Greenbrier Classic as it is uh, more commonly referred to. And uh, currently, that is uh, suspended, I'm more than assuming, because of the rain down in the southern part of the state affecting play today. Uh, several guys able to get in. 
their full 18 holes today, but a lot of guys still going through the tournament. The uh, leader currently, there's a tie at the top of the leaderboard for the military tribute at the Greenbrier. Joaquin Neiman and Webb Simpson tied at seven under par at the top of the leaderboard. And then Kelly Kraft coming in at a tie for third with Wee Kim. Then Keegan Bradley rounds out the top five of uh, players so far uh, in the first round of the a military tribute. At and uh, Webb Simpson and Wee Kim are still yet to finish their rounds today. Kim through 13, Simpson through 12. So uh, if the rain decides to stop down in the southern part of the state, they very well could get their rounds finished in today or would have to start up tomorrow before round two starts. And that could potentially give them an advantage in round two, knowing how the grass is playing there in the second round, getting out there in the early morning. But at the same time, you don't want to have to finish a couple of holes before going back out because then uh, you're going to be a little bit more tired and uh, at the end of your round trying to finish things off. So uh, that's where your leaderboard stands for the Greenbrier currently. Again, round one there suspended. Winner will get a nice paycheck total purse of 7.3 million dollars for this week's military tribute at the Greenbrier. So over from golf we're going to switch our attention now to Major League Baseball again a little more than halfway through the regular season and the Cleveland Indians sit on top of the AL Central really without much of a challenge from the rest of the division. The Detroit Tigers and Minnesota Twins, the two closest to the top, but uh, both of them are 11.5-plus games back with the White Sox at 18.5 and, and the Royals at 23.5 games back. Really the uh, most interesting division by far is the NL West. Top four teams out of the five in that division separated by just four games, and it's a half game separating the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers right now. Dodgers on a very hot streak, winning four straight games. Granted, only six of their last ten, but four straight. And that currently is tied for the third longest streak in the league. Only two other teams with longer streaks are the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago Cubs, who currently hold the league's longest streak at six Get wins in a row right now. Cubs trying to take back the lead from the Brewers in the Central and uh, the two closer teams in the area outside of Cleveland, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, both of those two teams doing uh, horrendously terribly in the bottom of the NL Central. Pittsburgh 11, and a half, 11 games back rather of the Brewers, Cincinnati 13 and a half games back. Best thing going for Cincinnati is Michael Lorenzen, Swinging the bat, which you don't hear too often as a pitcher swinging the bat uh, too well, but he is doing extremely well for himself at the plate here in these last few times he stepped up, coming up with two pinch hit grand slams, his last one coming against the Brewers last Saturday. So uh, Lorenzen has definitely shown he can swing away. And uh, he's pitching this year is uh, doing pretty well as 
uh, as well for the Reds. He's gone 17 games, 26 innings, and has a just over a two ERA. Uh, like a little more walk or like a little more strikeouts than he has compared to the walk numbers. Just 15 Ks to 11 walks, but uh, Michael Lorenzen is one of the best things going for the Cincinnati Reds right now, and he doesn't pitch every day. So, uh, gotta wonder what the Reds are going to potentially do here uh, as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, get closer and closer to the All Star break, because uh, things in Cincinnati are not going how. Fans expect them to, despite the Reds having just won their last game. Again, sitting 13 and a half games out of the division lead in the NL Central. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are probably the most surprising team out of everybody to be, to be doing this well this year, sitting at a game and a half back of the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. Phillies 47 and 37. I don't think. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, just uh, we'd be saying the Phillies would be this close to the top of the division, especially after that long drought of a postseason there in Philadelphia. But things seem to be going right in Philly nowadays, Gabriel. I don't know if it's something in the water there in Philly, but something seems to be working. You've got the the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I think if the Sixers had beaten the Boston Celtics in the semifinals of the NBA playoffs that uh, the the town would have gone even crazier, um, let alone if it had been able to somehow knock off Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals and get to the finals. But uh, Phillies fans, I don't think they're throwing batteries anymore because uh, it's it's pretty good there in Philadelphia. Again, 47-37, and 37, second in the NL East. Just knocked off the Orioles the other day, 4-1. to one, Got a, a really solid game out of the starter, Aaron Nola. Struck out nine and seven innings, and the uh, the Phillies are uh, doing it with a little bit of uh, flavor, kind of like the Chicago Cubs did a few years ago, and that's something Jake Arrieta actually talked about the other day on uh, Wednesday Night Baseball on ESPN about how uh, it's it's really kind of similar in the clubhouse among Philly and Chicago was back when he was there as part of the World Series in 2016. A lot of veteran presence on this team. For Philadelphia, with a lot of young and up and comers, so uh, this is it says it's a nice mix in that clubhouse, and this is a Phillies team that you're definitely going to have to pay attention to, at least as things stand right now. Moving on later on into the year, again, just a game and a half back of Atlanta for the NL East lead, and uh, I'm I'm just really surprised with what Philadelphia has done. I'm as a Cubs fan, I was disappointed that uh, Chicago decided to let Jake Arrieta walk in free agency and instead signed you Darvish, especially considering that uh, Jake Arrieta is pitching well for the Phillies this season. Uh, He's not gotten as many wins as he might have gotten possibly in Chicago because of the youth there with Philadelphia at the plate. Uh, He's just 5-6 and on the season, has uh, about a a 3.5 ERA on the year. But... uh, the Phillies definitely know, can explode at, at almost any given time offensively. Again, because a lot of that youth and then uh, a lot of the veteran presence there in the locker room or in the clubhouse as well for the Phillies. So, uh, be interesting to see how Philadelphia does going forward the rest of the way. The uh, Phillies, after having a great run in the mid 2000s 
uh, winning the World Series, going back to the World Series again in 2009 after winning it in 2008. Uh, it's been a while for Phillies fans to have something to cheer about during the summer when the Flyers and the Eagles aren't playing and then when the Sixers are off now with the playoffs done. Um, Phillies fans definitely will be paying attention closely for the rest of the season. I would expect Philly to be a, a big mover come uh, the close of the trade deadline. Uh, I'm not sure what assets the Phillies might want to get rid of, but uh, again, with a young team, you have a lot of teams calling from around the league, I'm sure, about a lot of that young talent. The question is, is what's the right move to move to bring in guys that you think can win you a championship right now if that's the position you think you're in? Or do the Phillies sit back and uh, – kind of wait around and not do anything and see if they try to keep this core intact and, and move forward with it as the uh, the year goes by and then on into next year just to see how things work out, kind of like the Chicago Cubs did. The Cubs did make a couple of big moves here and there to try and go out and win a World Series before 2016, but ultimately decided to just sit back and, and let the cards fall and, and went on to win it all. So, again, a lot of similarities there between the Phillies and uh, the Cubs from a couple of years ago. The Phillies did it working through the draft class as well as the Cubs did. So uh, should be interesting for Major League Baseball to see the Phillies back in a position to be competitive once more. Again, uh, the uh, thunderstorms in the area, a little scattered throughout, so uh, not worried too much about rain for Pullman Square tonight down uh, with the... Shorten Company and the Dividends this evening. The uh, two of them always put on a great show, have great following, so it should be a great uh, show this evening down at Pullman Square for the Heiner's Bakery Dutch Miller Summer Concert Series at Pullman Square. Don't forget you can see Big John and crew from the morning show on 93.7 The Dog. Cecilia should be there as well from... 97.9 The River. We're going to have a great time this evening. Again, a little warm today, but uh, uh, should be great this evening for some great live music. Um, and uh, we're going to do right now is step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA free agency stuff going on the last couple of days. Uh, that's when we come back here on The Drive on ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still no Paul Swan. Spanky Rogers riding with you home on this Thursday, July 5th. Happy to have you with me. And uh, it's been a hot day here in the tri-state area, but the heat's not going to keep us away. And I don't think these thunderstorms in there are going to keep us away either from the Heiner's Bakery Dutch Miller Summer Concert Series at Pullman Square tonight. Short and Company and the Dividends hit the stage at 7 o'clock this evening. Hope to see you down there. Should be a great day. Plenty of cold drinks down there. Some great food as well from some of our great vendors. So we hope that we uh, see you down there uh, later on this evening. So free agency officially for the NBA is uh, is in a whirlwind. Uh, biggest free agent of the year is already off the table with LeBron James deciding to join the Los Angeles Lakers on a four-year, $153.3 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, if you're a Lakers fan, congratulations, I suppose. Uh, If you're a LeBron fan, congrats, you get to buy a new jersey again. Uh, 
This will be probably the fourth New Jersey you've bought at least. Uh, well, I guess it could be your third if you didn't burn your Cleveland LeBron jersey the first time uh, after he left to go to Miami. Uh, so, you know, you might have only bought three, but uh, you're going to get to buy a new one. And uh, he hasn't officially signed yet, technically. Uh, he can't officially sign just yet with the uh, Lakers, I don't believe. I don't believe that actually opens up until tomorrow to officially sign. But uh, he's going to make one company spend a lot of money. Not, And I'm not talking about the Lakers. Uh, one company is about to spend a lot of money on LeBron James jerseys. And that's probably the biggest retailer of jerseys in the entire country, uh, Fanatics. When LeBron James decided he was going to L.A., Fanatics put out pre-orders for Laker jerseys, and it gave Fanatics one of its top ten sales days in terms of NBA gear sold. Uh, they have a placeholder of number zero, uh, and about 40 minutes after they went on the site for sale, it was about 8.45, uh, the news broke uh, after or after the news broke about 40 minutes they went on sale uh, allegedly he's going to wear 23 uh, which he wore both of his stops in Cleveland allegedly but uh, haven't had that confirmed just yet uh, apparently in the first three hours of the sale Gabriel there was a 600% spike compared to how his new Cavaliers jersey sold on the site the same day when he returned to Cleveland from Miami in July 2014 so People want LeBron jerseys, and I think they want it even more that now he's going to be a Los Angeles Laker. He's going to rock that purple and gold. Uh, I'm still a little a little upset that he can't just stay in Cleveland to win it all. I understand he's he's got a miffed relationship with the owner, Dan Gilbert. Uh, maybe he wasn't too too happy with how things panned out there at the end of the trade deadline of the, the uh, regular season this year. But, hey, I mean, he got to another consecutive NBA Finals. Granted, he got swept, but, I mean, he at least got there. And now he's hoping that they can build something together out in L.A. He allegedly, uh, all it took was a conversation with him and Magic Johnson. Just had to sit down, have a face-to-face, find out what the uh, the trust level factor was between the two of them, if they were really in to build something together. And uh, apparently they seem to be on the same page. And because of that, again, uh, Bron James Laker jersey been selling out the window uh, for the last about week or so now, not quite week, but um, and if you bought a LeBron jersey for a, a Cavs LeBron jersey within the last 90 days, you can return it. Do you know about that? I bet you didn't. Although you may have if you bought a jersey. If you bought a LeBron jersey this late, say you bought one during the playoffs, you're saying, hey, I want to I want to wear a LeBron jersey. I want to support LeBron and the Cavs on our finals run. You can return it to Fanatics. They're apparently going to give you 90 days to return a jersey. And it doesn't just have to be LeBron. It could be anybody, any player that uh, was on one team and then now ninety days within 90 days later of you buying that jersey is on a different team. Fanatics will uh, ship you a new one, I guess, once you've probably shipped them the old one that you bought from them. But that's a pretty cool program. Uh, I know they're going to be spending a lot of money making new LeBron jerseys to replace the ones that they've sold within the last 90 days. Because uh, I'm, I'm definitely be taking advantage of that. Uh, if I just spent it, you know, hundred bucks or whatever it is, hundred fifty bucks for a jersey, you know, right before the playoffs started, and now 
less than 90 days later, he's gone, he's going to the Lakers. Yeah, I would do that. Unless I'm a diehard Cavs fan. If I'm a LeBron fan, Gabriel, I'm sending it back, aren't you? You're not a Cavs fan. You have no tie to the Cavaliers. You're just a LeBron fan. You're sending it back, or are you going to keep it just as a memento of him being in Cleveland for the second time, or do you burn it? You look like a burn it guy. No, you're not burning it? Okay. You're going to keep it. All right, you're a memento guy. You want to cherish the memories of him bringing a championship back to Cleveland, right? Right? I mean, I feel like that's a reasonable thought. Um, You know, when he came back, he said he was going to bring a championship to Cleveland. He didn't make the promises like he made in Miami of not one, two, three, four, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But he said he's going to bring a championship back to Cleveland, and he did that. You know, he held up his word. He brought a championship back to that city that hadn't had a championship in a long, long time in a lot of sports. So, I mean, he at least held up his end of the bargain, didn't just drop the ball and say, you know what, who cares? This is essentially my hometown, but, yeah, whatever. I didn't win a championship. I said I was going to. Eh. At least he held up his end of the bargain. The thing I found the most interesting after the Lakers went out and signed LeBron is is uh, went out and made some big, well, I don't want to say big moves, but uh, relatively medium-sized moves and other free agents to try and add some depth to the bench for LeBron so he's not just playing with a bunch of young young bucks and really not having any idea of what to do in the playoffs. Have re-signed Kentavious Caldwell-Pope on a one-year, $12 million deal, then went out and got the guy who uh, blew in LeBron James's ear for a couple of games in the Eastern Conference playoffs, Lance Stevenson, got him for a one-year, $4.5 million deal, and then went out and got a guy from across the bay, JaVale McGee, leaving the Warriors to come to Los Angeles. Uh, what a lot of people say is the greatest basketball player to ever walk the face of the earth. I'm not one of those, but uh, play with LeBron James on a one-year deal. And... Uh, doesn't quite say what McGee's contract is. More than likely is for the veteran minimum, uh, as the Lakers spending that much money for LeBron James while also still trying to pursue Kawhi Leonard in a trade here in this offseason. Can't really go out and spend that much money on free agents to either re-sign their own free agents or to bring other players in-house. So that's why you're seeing one-year deals for Caldwell Pope and Lance Stevenson, and then JaVale McGee as well. Uh, Again, uh, just the league minimum for McGee. Not exactly sure the dollar figure on that. I think the league minimum has gone up with the salary cap increasing. But uh, in addition to signing those three players, in addition to LeBron, the Lakers also have gone out reportedly and signed a one-year deal with Rajon Rondo, who uh, played against the Lakers when he was with the Boston Celtics in two NBA Finals, came away with a... Uh, one finals championship out of those two runs against the Lakers. So, But he now is joining Los Angeles. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how L.A. puts these pieces together after letting go of Julius Randle. He's signed a two-year deal with the New Orleans Pelicans, who needed a big man pretty desperately after DeMarcus Cousins has now decided to leave and join the Golden State Warriors. And uh, he's signing a one-year $5.3 million deal. So the already defending champion Golden State Warriors getting better, going to add a fifth all-star to their starting five. This will be the sixth team in NBA history, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, sixth team in NBA history this year's 2018-19 Warriors, to have five all-stars from the previous season on one team. 
and it's the first one since the 1975-76 Boston Celtics, which uh, was was a pretty good team, you know, pretty good. Um, so this is a Warriors team that's already won three of the last fours, won back-to-back titles, but is going to get that much better. And uh, it actually works out for DeMarcus Cousins, too. He gets to go join a, a championship contender immediately. Uh, honestly, I thought it was already on a championship contender with the New Orleans Pelicans, but he gets to leave immediately is thrusted into uh, the spotlight, uh, even bigger than he was uh, drawing the attention in New Orleans with Golden State now. He just adds to the firepower that the Warriors have. Steph Curry actually jokingly tweeted and said, the third splash, brother, let's go and then at Boogie Cousins. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see the mix of him, Draymond Green, KD, Steph, and Clay, And uh, the Warriors get a little bit of flexibility with him because it's only a one-year deal. Gives Cousins the, uh, the option to uh, show that he's recovered from his torn left Achilles that he suffered earlier in the year and uh, can let him try to add some air back into his tire for his 2019 roll down the hill at free agency where you could uh, make even more money if he has a heck of a season this year for the Warriors on a much reduced salary. So uh, interesting to see how DeMarcus Cousin pans out in Golden State. And uh, another great thing I like, uh, one-year deals uh, all around the league this year. In the offseason this year, a lot of teams gearing up for next year's free agent class, which is already going to be pretty big, but a lot of guys are putting themselves in that free agency class discussion as well. Like I've already mentioned, DeMarcus Cousins and Derrick Rose going to go back to Minnesota with a one-year deal. I like seeing him go back to the Timberwolves after uh, having some issue there with Cleveland and then getting traded to the Utah Jazz after he got waived by the Jazz, signed with Minnesota in March, and uh, he only played nine games. But uh, he, he was effective in those nine games, had about six points per game and uh, had about 12 minutes per contest as well. But then uh, in the playoffs, stepped up really big in the first round against the Rockets despite getting uh, taken out of the series by Houston. Uh, had Derrick Rose finish with about 14 points per game, just under three assists per contest and played a, a lot more minutes in the first round of those playoffs with the experience that he had there in Chicago coming over to uh, Minnesota. Great to see uh, him bounce back uh, from the knee injury and then from just the the personal issues he was dealing with there in Cleveland during the uh, beginning of the year. Uh, Seems like him and Tom Thibodeau Thibodeau seem to be on the same page, and uh, I'm glad to see Derrick Rose get another shot there in Minnesota because he definitely definitely deserves it. And uh, one final guy for NBA signing a one-year deal jumping ship from the Clippers. He'll head down to the Lone Star State now and play with Dirk Nowitzki and the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, he's signing a ridiculous contract for one year to $24.1 million. So uh, DeAndre Jordan, or actually I think it's just $24 million, close to the player option he declined with the, the Clippers. Um, he'll be able to sign that officially tomorrow when the moratorium period ends. But uh, the Mavericks getting bit, getting better. Uh, add a nice threat inside to point guard Dennis Smith Jr., who has been an electrifying player, and he just uh, got into the NBA la- this past season. So uh, really excited to see 
what uh, the Mavericks do bring DeAndre Jordan in to play down low with Dirk Nowitzki as he gets older and uh, isn't quite as effective. But it's time for us to hit our last break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on The Drive on ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan out today, and he'll be out tomorrow as well. Spanky Rogers filling in for him today. He'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow, I should say. Hope that you join us for tomorrow's show as we get ready for the weekend after a hot 4th of July yesterday. And uh, like I mentioned, no Pirates or Reds baseball tonight. Indians also on a break as well. We'll have all three of those teams in action tomorrow. In the afternoon, the Reds and the Cubs will do battle at Wrigley Field. 221st pitch there in Chicago. Got Tyler Mayo versus Mike Montgomery. Then uh, it's an inner Pennsylvania matchup. The Phillies traveling to Pittsburgh, 705 first pitch from PNC Park. So we'll have that contest for you here on ESPN Radio, 94.1 FM and AM 930. It'll be Nick Pivota for the Phillies against Trevor Williams for the Pirates. And then Cleveland starts at 710 tomorrow night in Cleveland, taking on the Oakland Athletics. Paul Blackburn against Carlos Carrasco for the Indians. That does it for today's show. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, if you want to wake up, you got soccer action. World Cup continues tomorrow, 10 a.m., Uruguay and France doing battle. And then Brazil takes on back 2 o'clock, so uh, World Cup gets going back again. Don't forget, tonight, summer concert series down at Pullman Square, the Heiner's Bakery Dutch Miller Summer Concert Series at Pullman Square. Tonight starts at 7. Short and Company and the Dividends down there. I'll be there. Hope to see you there. For Gabriel Sellers, our producer, Spanky Rogers, thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. station.